Good afternoon, everyone. You're listening to WRBB 104.9 FM. You're home for Husky Sports here in Boston. Welcome back to Hockey's this week. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had a show, but we're glad that you're here and tuning in to us today. My name is Emma Sullivan. I'm joined alongside Kayla Shaw, and making her Hockey East this week debut is Julia Yohi. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Zach Lyons will be joining us in just a few minutes, but um, until he gets here, we're going to be talking... Women's hockey to start like we usually do, and then we'll move into a bit of a dichotomy of worlds for the men's team, but um, we'll we'll get into that. But starting it off, the women's team this week played a Tuesday night matchup against the Providence Friars at Schneider Arena in Providence. They get shut out 3 nothing. They don't have Megan Carter in the lineup. They don't have Christina Allard in the lineup, and they don't have Maureen Murphy in the lineup. And Molly Griffin. And Molly Griffin was also injured before the game. So Kate Holmes did make her return, um, I believe, last weekend, or did she make it on Tuesday? Ooh. I think I think she made it on Tuesday. I think it was on Tuesday. Yeah. I think it was on Tuesday. She played her 100th game last night against Holy Cross. But um, I'm not too worried about the Providence game. I know the score sheet is not the best. I, you like, I like how you shut the door as Zach is walking in. No, that's not him, I don't think. Good job. Oh, okay. Never mind. Five to ten minutes. Um, I was able to watch the Providence game slightly. My brain was a little foggy because I was sick this week. Um, Kayla, you and I were talking about it. What were your thoughts on Tuesday's um, game, if you have I any? I thought Sandra Abstrader did what she does. Yeah. Um, she had a good game. Um. But, yeah, I think that the loss of Megan Carter was pretty rough. Um, They gave up two power play goals, which, you know, before that game, they were the top uh, penalty kill in the country for teams that have played over five games. Um, Yeah, it was not nice to see another loss, though. Um, I will say that for the Huskies... They were able to generate 23 shots on net against Providence. Maine only... Uh, not Maine. Where did Maine come from? Providence only generated 12, and then they have their 13th on the empty netter, so not a lot of offensive momentum from the Friars. Um, but as you said, Sandra Abstrider has just been so rock solid for Providence over the last however many years, and yeah. she really showed that. Um how many i'm looking for the power plays northeastern had three power play opportunities and the power play just didn't look strong at all i would say not having murphy really hinders that top power play unit i would i would argue because of how crucial she's been on it but oh they only had two power plays because one of them was a Oh, because Jules, Constantinople, and Hunter Barnett had matching roughing minors. I forgot about that. It does make me think maybe a little bit that, what was it, the Boston College weekend was a bit of a fluke because before that, the power play sucked. And then there was like... The UNH one where they oh, scored five. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was that one. Yeah, that I think that's There's just because UNH's where... penalty kill was not good. Yeah. Like, I'll say it. UNH's power play, really solid. UNH's penalty kill... Did not have a good weekend that weekend. Five power play goals is just... I mean, they did score eight against UNH. Five and eight. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little rough. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we'll ask Zach what his thoughts were on the game because he was actually there. Oh? You summoned him. I <laughs> summoned him. <laughs> Hi, Zach. Welcome to Hockey East this week. Hello, hello. Julia, do you have any thoughts? I know you didn't watch Tuesday's game, but oh, any thoughts on the Northeastern power play this year? I don't know. I was really impressed by the power play up until the Providence game. I don't know what. I mean, I, I know they had a couple of really key players out, but it, I was shocked that they they fell so hard to Providence. Yeah. Right? Because even though they had Megan Carter and Maureen Murphy out, they still had Katie Knoll. Mm-hmm. And, right, I don't... I don't... Maybe they were all just tired having a It wasn't day. a matter of who was on the ice at all for Providence. Providence literally just had the book for us. And honestly, if we had Murph, if we had Megan Carter, if we had everybody, I don't know if that game goes much differently. I mean, the way yeah, that Providence play. played was com- like they matched our top line with their like they were able to match us line for line which is something I don't think a lot of teams in Hockey East can say they can do. And it's something I don't think we've really seen out of Hockey East maybe in a little while. But Providence, you know, sure, they didn't get a lot of shots on goal. Okay, whatever. But when they got their opportunities, they made the most of them, and they didn't give us an inch of ice. That was their whole premise, you know. Sure, they allowed I don't know how many shots on goal. I mean, but I think it was like 30-something or 20. 30? No, 28. I'm thinking of last night, but I think it was like 28. For who? Providence. Providence had 13. Yeah, I know. I'm saying. Oh, oh you see, Northeastern 23. Oh, wow. 23. Oh, wow. So still. Yeah. You know, how many teams can say they've held Northeastern to 23 not shots? Many. <laughs> exactly. Not many this year. And they had 26 block shots, which Keith talked. Um, not Keith. Oh Flint. Flint. Sorry. No, you're so Just no. woke up. But you know, Flint. Um, Flint kind of talked about after the game the fact that Providence literally was blocking everything. They couldn't yeah. get a puck through at the end to save their life, and yeah. it was extremely evident in that third period. I don't think I've ever seen that many block shots in one period of hockey in my life. Like, But that was another thing that I think coming into last night's game, they definitely adjusted a bit, and it's something they made the adjustment against UNH uh, that I think they needed to go back to against Providence and didn't. Mm-hmm. was kind of activating the defense a little bit more and being a little bit quicker with the puck. I think that was the huge thing with Providence. And that, yeah, sure, that could come down to being tired and stuff. But, you know, he was only running five defenders. And, I mean, the third line got some. Actually, no, the third line, it was his top three lines who mostly got ice time. I think the fourth line got maybe one shift that whole game. But... It was mostly the top three lines during Providence. And, you know, that wears you out, as you were saying. And it could that could have been a factor for why the puck was being moved so slow. But it seemed like every time, like, you could go and look back at the shot map in the third period, the shot came from the same spot on the ice, mm-hmm. load up near the blue line, trying to get it through, and Providence just blocked it every single time. And that's a thing I think Flint definitely emphasized going into last night. So you bring up last night's game, Northeastern playing Holy Cross, who this season is at, once again, is at the bottom of Hockey East. <laughs> They're a relatively younger program they in, look like it. in the conference. Um, they have a win this this year, which they didn't have a win in Hockey East last year, if I remember correctly. So and their win was one. against Vermont. Which yeah, that's was what like I was about to. Preseason yeah. two or three. Yeah, Vermont has had some 
interesting losses, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. But it could have been an interesting loss for us last night. Yeah, so I was not. Not the three. The other three people in the room were not able to watch any of the Holy Cross game last night. But Zach, you were there. Um, Goals scored by Katie Knoll. Katie Knoll now leads the NCAA in goals with 13. Um, Crazy to think that Katie Knoll would be leading the nation in goals when. You've got Alina Mueller, Chloe Rar, and Maureen Murphy on your team, but Katie Knoll having the breakout career, uh, season of her career, I would say. Good for her. Go Buffalo. No, I know. Love <laughs> <laughs> Go Buffalo. <laughs> and then... Gotta hit the shout-out to Buffalo, which is currently <laughs> under snow. Yeah, she's buried. And then Chloe Rar doing just what Chloe Rar has been so insanely amazing at. She had a... Beautiful. That, uh, that Katie Knoll goal doesn't happen without her. That's no, what yeah. I'll say. And they, it, it, I mean, do you want me to go through it? Or? And she scores the short, the sh- okay. the shorty, Just which I no, no, no. Well, <laughs> no I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it to you in a second. I'm gonna throw it to you in a second. Don't worry. Um, but she does score the shorthanded goal, which I believe is also she is the current NCAA all-time leader in shorthanded goals for yes, active players. That is correct. Which she did that. She took that lead against UNH a couple weeks ago after a Tori Mariano five-minute major. And then last night she does it again on a power play to Holy Cross. And then, so, Zach, as the resident Holy Cross Northeastern cover specialist right now before tonight's game, what were your thoughts? Uh, What were my thoughts? Um... We did everything right but put the puck in the back of the net during the first two periods. I'll say that. I mean, to be honest, we didn't make Beck really earn any saves, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, she definitely had a, you know, a few really, really good saves. One that I'm thinking back to is I think it was, I want to say, Anderson sending it across to Shannon on the back door. Mm-hmm. And it was like a two-on-one, and Beck slid across and made an amazing save. But, like, aside from, like, you know, maybe a handful of those, not really many, she was, it, it was pretty much just if Beck was in position, which she was, she was making the save because we didn't really get her moving in a sense. And I think that's definitely a point that Flint and Erard both made post game was kind of they were dancing around the perimeter taking a lot of perimeter shots not really working into the dirty areas during that game and that's you know not really working for the center ice and holy cross kind of kept them at that perimeter and played you know kind of a comfortable game northeastern really wasn't the aggressor if that makes sense like sure there was a lot of shots on goal but like i don't think that tells the story of kind of how the game went because for the most part, they weren't good shots on goal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was a few, of course, in the center of the ice. Katie Knoll, I think if you literally look on the shot map, it's <laughs> just six down the middle. It was literally all her in the middle of the ice. But, like, aside from that, most of them came from Katie outside. Katie Knoll had seven shots on goal. Yeah, she, oh my God. she was a well, menace. Skylar Irving had six, so, you know. Skirv? On the... Hang on. Well, <laughs> Skirv on the third line was a little bit of a shocker, but she... She's been playing there a lot this year. Yeah, she was playing extremely well. She's Uh, able to drive a lot of the momentum on that line, which I think is why Flint has put her there, because you have Thompson and Noel usually on the second line, and he's trying to break up, because the three of them together is just dynamic, but 
moving skirt uh Irving. Shannon Shannon definitely played like she was a second line center. That's really that. good to she, see. I've I've been really, really well. impressed by Shannon this entire season so far. She's just been incredible and I think she's been one of like the unsung heroes because she is on a team that has so much offensive moment uh offensive power, but she is currently she almost had a deflection Let's goal. It was pretty she's nice. One, Just went two, over the three, bar. Four, but five, six, seven. She's eighth on the team in scoring with eight points. Yeah. Her seventh tied with Peyton Anderson and, and Megan she's Carter. on the third line. Yeah, but and she's a freshman. I get why. And she was they... playing on the fourth line up until, like, last week. Well, yeah. Thompson's so... not producing, like, a second-line center, if that makes sense. For yeah, the amount of minutes she has, she hasn't been, you know, that. She's been... So, I think... I think he moved her. She's got her. six points. I think that's pretty yeah. solid. I mean, compared to Shannon, who's third line center and third line minutes. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. That that's my point. Not yeah, that she's not you. good or anything. She is no, very no, yeah. good. I know but what you mean. Um, she's still on that second line. So if anything I, that says something. My question for you is, what happened to get Holly Abella a five in a game? <laughs> what? Um, what? What went down? Because the greatest uh, acting performance I've ever seen. In oh hockey. God! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I will to, be pulling up the replay. Please, uh, pull up please that hold. replay, keep please talking. do. But um, please, please keep talking. I think it was Holy Cross's normally third line, er, but tonight, ex- I I can't even say it. Holy Cross's lines got me messed up, but um, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Their fourth line got more ice time than their, like, second oh, line. you know, like, I'm happy they, for them. Yeah, no, Holy Cross decided let's put the line sheet in reverse because they decided, oh, oh two defenders who oh. haven't played in, oh, like, oh, five games, we'll put them on the bottom pairing and then give them the most ice time out of any pairing. Okay, so yeah, that was fun. But see. beside that point, back to the five-minute, uh, Abella apparently has the might of Zeus and... <laughs> It has the power to absolutely slam somebody. Oh, oh I just watched the Clio goal again. Yeah. Oh my god. But uh Leo kinda uh I think it was it was either no, was it? Where I think it was maybe Leo. Five me. minutes into the third, I think. Five yeah. how much is left it on the was clock? F- if four thirty four was left on the clock. Okay. I'm at five thirty eight. So yeah, because I remember Bella just skated okay. off because there was see. no time left. That four thirty nine. Well, she got a game, so she got tossed. Yeah, she got tossed. It's gonna get reviewed too, but she okay, might not I play. She might not play tonight, but I doubt oh. it because it was low key a flop. But okay, wait. Um, <laughs> okay. Look, I'm not. Okay, they I'm called it four thirty four. You could say it's two minutes, no sure, but like I've never seen somebody oh, get I hit, the bend their knees, and then jump and spin around onto the ice. Okay, in my okay, life I'm watching. Okay, after being pause, hit, pause. but. Pause. We're like, we're so Zen Zach. It's so okay. I, I, anyway, look, it just pit, that was like the worst call I've ever seen, okay. and then they gave oh, me a heart attack. Oh. I don't think that she'll be reviewed for no, a suspension not. because okay. they're well, they have oh. to. They have to review it. It's so. gonna be this week. It's a five minute. They have to review it. Oh. She's not. That's gonna not. Get she's gonna get Wait, yeah. hold on, hold on, Zach. Yeah. I I'm not gonna lie to you. It's not good. No, it looks pretty bad actually. Her shoulder comes up and whacks. Like, oh right yeah, she does. She does. She does get knocked off her feet. Like, look, you could say two minutes because it was kind of a blindsider, but like no, at but the same time, her shoulder—it's a shoulder to it's it's shoulder to shoulder. It's yeah. not even a. But that's like, what I mean. But it's a hard enough hit that I believe that I think that's Michelle like Liu. Is it Michelle Liu? Uh, 
Thank you, Kayla, for the thing. It's number 27, which is Michaela Leo. Yeah, Sorry. Leo. Okay, Sorry. so I was right. Damn. Leo. But yeah, no, she... No, uh, that's, not a, that's not a great hit from look, Molly, I'm not gonna look, lie. Look, sure, two minutes, fine, whatever. But five minutes? Yeah, like, but like, you on. gotta call contact to the head when you see it. But it was to the shoulder. You just said I that said two seconds ago. I said it was shoulder-to-shoulder contact, but she, does, yeah, she gets her off her, her... She takes her off her feet. Yeah, because and she goes Leo flying. decided to jump. She didn't jump. No. Yeah, she did. I think okay. it Okay, you know, we're not going <laughs> to... I'm calling it a flop. Okay, All you're right. going to... No more. We're done. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm calling um, it a flop. So, Northeastern will play another game against Holy Cross this time out in Worcester tonight. Zach and I will be there alongside Kayla, who will be taking photos. Um, Yay. We're driving to Worcester. Woo, road trip. Worcester. <laughs> um... So we will be there. You can listen to us on WRB Sports Plus tonight at 7.30 if the men's basketball game ends on time and if the kit works. But, you know, that's a whole other story. We anyway, moving on. We better be taking on. the old kit. I'm not We can't with... take the old no. kit. They took the old uh. kit to Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, Zach don't, Zach, don't get me started. This new <laughs> we'll, kit is We'll talk about it after. Butt. We'll talk about it after. Pain in the butt. Did you get it to work on Mixler? Yeah, and it took us, like, Amelia downloading it on her computer <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff. We had no PSAs last night. We'll leave it at that. Sorry, PSA people. Maybe don't say that on air. Okay. Well, you didn't hear that. We had PSAs. They were just, like, old um, PSAs. Anyways. Continuing. I'm going to move on. Um, so, we're playing Holy Cross again tonight. Should be, you know, it should be Northeastern feeding on a lower seated team but you know nope they're playing down carter still christina allard's out long term no molly griffin i think you said no you <laughs> think yep. that we're gonna lose to holy cross honestly no after way. how we p- i mean look i'm counting no, on Zach, Elena, Zach, hang on hang on Zach, i'm please. counting on elena mueller to like have a elena? hat elena it's elena, elena oh not elena <laughs> sorry i'm waking up still zach you say it every time <laughs> yes anyways anyway no, listen. She's I gonna have gonna a hat come trick back with like a four nothing shutout. She's gonna have a hat trick. I think yeah. they could do it. Yeah, no, because she was fuming last game. Yeah. I've okay. never seen so her that mad in my life. Alina is now, I think, forty something points off the Kendall Coins Cofield all-time scoring record for Northeastern. So yeah. I'm keeping my eye on that. Maybe you want to drop three or four points, Alina. Yeah, no, she's we'll gonna see. have a night. I we'll think, see. Tonight. So. Does anyone want to do a quick score prediction before we talk about Hockey East, women's hockey as a whole? 5-3. Five, 5-3 three. Five, three Northeastern? Wow. 3. I'm guessing 6-1 um, because I have faith in this team, unlike someone here. What did I hey, say? I, can I have my, faith. I said we're going to win. But I can pull up my 5-3. You five, think three. Gonna give up three goals? No I mean, way. after the goal that they scored, I don't know. They scored it on a five-minute power play. Yeah, that's true, but still. Okay. Let's see. What did I say? I My said faith in the penalty kill is way Julia, running, what do you think is going to be there? Four nothing. Four nothing Northeastern. Mm-hmm. I said eight one Northeastern. Fine, I'll give my eight realistic one. expectation. Yeah, because they do this thing one. where they have like a very low scoring game, and then and they then come they back come the next back. day, and then they score like four thousand. Yeah. yeah. So no, I think that's I won't be surprised. I won't yeah. be surprised. Elena's having a hat trick. I'm Stop saying. Stop saying Elena. I'm saying that. I don't care. That's not her name. Elena. <laughs> I will make a comment to you after this, and then you will stop. I'm just going to leave it on Mueller. Yeah. So, tune in to WRBB Sports Plus at 7.30 for coverage of Northeastern Women's Hockey versus Holy Cross. Um, Now, if we look at Hockey East as a whole, what? What? What'd you say? I said I only said her last name on the broadcast. 
Continue. You've said Elena on the broadcast multiple times. Uh, Moving on. Moving on. Uh, last night, we had a couple of key Hockey East matchups, including the last game at Frida's Ice Center for the UConn women's hockey team. Um, they are opening their new arena ba- in, starting in January, so excited for them there. But they were posting all about how they were wanted to pack Fridas for their last game, and they lost 2-1 to Boston University. Tough. BU also this season has not been the best. I don't think that's me. There was a Brooke Disher goal who is the IIA. Oh, my God, Brooke Disher goal. I love Brooke Disher goals. Um, the... She and was then there's also a shout out former Northeastern player Annie Fitzgerald had a penalty in the third. Wow. Jada Habish scored the lone goal for uh Yukon and then it was Christina Vote with the other point. Catherine Fulem, two assist night. Good for her. Brooke Disher's first NCAA goal. Oh, I didn't know that was her first. It's her first. That's exciting. Um they did start Tia Chan. I'm going to check if they've started Megan Warner any time. I don't think they've started Megan Warner in the last, like, six months, six weeks. going to be honest. It was uh, Andrea Brondley for BU, who has been probably their more solid goaltender this season. Um, BU is 5-8 and eight after the win. They're currently – that's not what I wanted to hit. They're currently in seventh place through 11 Hockey East games played with 13 points, just one point ahead of New Hampshire and Merrimack. Um, Ten points ahead of Holy Cross, who are at the bottom. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Anyway, yeah, BU this season has not produced the way that we kind of expected them to, I would say. They've been a little lackluster. Um, I'm interested to see how they rebound coming out of this. Yeah, Megan Warner hasn't started a game since October 29th against Maine. She's played yeah, four games Yeah, I don't know what's season. going on there. I thought that they I would really, split yeah, Tia really Chan and split. Megan Warner, but Tia Chan is great, so. That's also true, yeah. Tia Chan, I don't think she played at the Olympics. And Megan Warner won. She's also on Team China, which Megan Warner almost bid for being the host, so. Megan Warner almost backstopped. UConn to the Hockey East title last year. It took a lot for Northeastern to beat Megan Warner in the title game. Interesting. Yeah, she was a very solid goaltender, and I've been on the Megan Warner train up until this the start of the year, being like, they've got Tia Chan, they've got Megan Warner, that's a dynamic duo in net, could be a real problem for other teams. And now they've just decided to not play Megan Warner, which I don't completely understand. Maybe she's dealing with something. I don't know. I I thought we would see her against Northeastern back in October. We didn't, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, BU wins over UConn 2-1. to one. Boston College finally gets back in the win column after they got swept last weekend. Um, it is against New Hampshire, though. You know, <laughs> no, no hint I'm... No to UNH. You know, wow. I, I, think, I think Abby Newhook scored two goals. Um, she'd been a little quiet over the last few weeks, so especially last weekend when they got shut out back-to-back games by Northeastern. Um, so a 3-1 win for them. Vermont shuts out Merrimack 3-0. How many shots on goal did Merrimack get is my question. Um, 14. You know, I'm proud of them. To UVM's 36. They took five penalties. UVM took one. 
Emily Oosterveld, another high-sticking penalty. <laughs> Ma'am. Haley Burns had two assists. Um, Teresa Schofsel did not score a goal. She did have an assist on the power play. Oh, UVM had two power play goals. So maybe maybe Merrimack should stay out of the box. Have they considered that tonight? Nope. Cool. Um, the other Hockey East matchup was Providence, who shut out Maine at home 3 nothing. Not surprising. Um, Maine did beat Northeastern, but Providence is very, very talented up front. Um, today, it's just... Oh, God. It kicked it's me It's Providence off. versus Maine at 2. Um, Boston you. College I at New Hampshire it. at 2 as well. UConn at BU at 3. And then we've got the Northeastern and Holy Cross game at 7.30. I don't see UVM Merrimack. Did they play Thursday night? Uh, yeah, they did play Thursday night. Cool. Emma just doesn't know things. They, UVM won 5-1 oh. over Merrimack Thursday cool. night. So... Solid weekend from UVM. Um, this number game came out an hour ago. Well, look, I don't keep up with What came out an hour ago? Riley Duran suspension. Riley Duran got suspended? Yeah, yeah. contact to the head. Jeez. Oh. We'll talk about we'll talk a lot about suspensions in like two minutes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Northeastern playing Holy Cross. I'm interested to see how UConn responds to losing at home against BU. They're going to play at Walter Brown today. Um, BC's going up to New Hampshire. Should be an interesting weekend. There's not a lot of hockey East games being played. Um, who's even, I think someone's not even playing this weekend. If I look at the, st- am I reading the standings correctly? That's eight. Who's not playing? No, everyone's playing. There's everyone's playing. Teams. There's ten teams. Never mind. I thought there were eleven. That's men's. Okay, so, um, Yeah, that's all I really got. Does anyone have any thoughts about Hockey East women's as a whole before we move on? Go Huskies. <laughs> very, good, very one, neutral. They're going to absolutely steamroll Holy Cross tonight. There's your thoughts. You I just think- said that they were going to give up three goals. And then I just readjusted my answer to a realistic 5-1. Okay. So. Uh, I love how real- sure. I love how 5-1 is realistic for this team. It like- is. Oh my God. I think that next weekend is going to be super interesting because yeah. pretty much everyone has non-conference games. <coughs> um, and it'll be really saying? interesting to see how hockey stacks up against the greats of ECAC. ECAC? ECAC, as I like to call it, ECAC. Yeah. Yeah, so we will not have an episode next week, but Northeastern is taking on Princeton and Cornell in the Smashville Showcase Friday and Saturday. Um I'm very interested to see how Northeastern does on a team that is not in hockey East because the only team that we've seen them play that isn't an in-conference opponent was LIU, and we all know how that ended with a 10-1 win. Anyway, As we said, it's realistic. I think Princeton and Gornell are going to be a challenge for the Huskies. Princeton, I believe, is still ranked in the top 15. I'm not positive about Cornell. But ECAC is very solid this year, and I'm excited to see Northeastern kind of get challenged slightly. Any final thoughts, folks, before I... I think we should take a break. Okay. We are going to send you over to some PSAs real quick, but don't go anywhere. You're listening to WRB 104.9 FM. Welcome back.
Welcome back to Hockey East this week on WRBB 104.9 FM, your home for Husky sports. We're now going to turn our attention to talk about the Northeastern men's hockey team, who, um, I don't think I've seen three games that have been so weirdly put together in the string over the last week. Uh, last Friday, they were down 4-1 in the last 10 minutes of the game. Cam Lund and Jakob Novak storm their way back to a 4-4 tie, and then Cam Lund wins it in the shootout in quite possibly the most insane men's hockey game I've seen from Northeastern over the last few years. Um, Matthews was rocking. It was fun. But up until those last 10 minutes of the game, Northeastern looked lackluster. They could not get a puck on net. They could not connect on a pass. They couldn't really do anything. I think it's safe for me to say. Um, then Saturday night, they're still playing Boston College. They go out to Conti Forum to play in the Heights. <laughs> that was intentional. Thank you for laughing. Um, so they go out to Conti and they play another boring, lackluster game of hockey. They lose 3-2. Cam Lund scores the game-tying goal. It gets waved off for high-sticking on... Gunnar Fontaine after he batted the puck down at the blue line. Um, and then then we get to the extracurriculars. Does anyone have any thoughts about Friday's 4-4 game before we move on? Cam Lund is just a wizard. I think I already said mine, like, Monday or whatever. Okay, cool. future shark. <laughs> yeah. Lundy. I think that when he's not Lundy a baby, he'll be incredible. Mom. When he's not, like, Team four year, Yeah, when he's yeah, not a child. Um... So, something that we talked about with... Oh, we didn't mention Dave Flint's 300th win Oh yeah. last night. Oh, God. Go Dave Flint. Congrats that. to Dave Flint on his 300th career NCAA win as a coach Damn. with the Huskies. Anyway, um, I have the penalties pulled up from... Is that all? That's from- all Saturday. Oh, wow. Very... So, um, Northeastern, we talked about it with Keefe on Friday night. Could not stay out of the box. They took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They took six penalties, including a five-minute major assessed to Matt Chupani in Friday night's game, uh, compared to Boston College's five. Um, just a lot of back and forth. Not a lot of time at five-on-five five at all. Then then we get to Saturday's game. Sorry, why did Vinny get a ten-minute... Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we had... Vinny, Vinny's... Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen penalties. That has to be some kind of a, a record. I honestly don't think it is because, you know, actually, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I, I think I've seen, like, a 20 at one point. Fifteen, though, is insane. Including, I like how also... One, two, three, four, five. Ten of them were in the first period. Ten. Three of them were ten-minute misconduct. Yeah. So Charlie Letty, the freshman defender for the Eagles, gets tossed for five in a game. He gets five in a game for a game misconduct after there is a fight in the middle of the first period. We had two goals. Ta- we had a goal taken off the board for the Eagles. Nikita, I believe it was Nikita Nestorenko gets a goal taken away. Um, then we get another review on a second goal for B- BC. BC takes a 2-0 lead. 
Then Northeastern brings it within one. But before the end of the period, we get a pushing and shoving fight contest between Vinny Borghese, Charlie Letty, Liam Isaac, and Christian O'Neill. It started with... And Hunter McDonald. Hunter McDonald. And then Vinny Borghese... Oh, and Cam Lund. Pulled someone off. Yeah, Pulled from off behind. Christian O'Neill, who is 24 years old, to Vinny's 18. So I thought and, that was a fun matchup. And Jesus. Vinny's a lot smaller. Yeah, Vinny's like, what, 5'10"? They're both number 22, though, so maybe it was like the best of the 22s. Was it territorial? Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So nah, somehow, Vinny was just being an Italian and said, "I'm getting." So I said this on the broadcast. <laughs> I said this on the broadcast. <laughs> I was very glad Jaden Struble was not on the ice during this oh, little yeah. little he shebang. Was on the ice, don't he was worry. Just not he, no, he. I don't think he was. I have a photo. Of oh, wait. Okay, on the so ice. so you yeah, know, I'm he, proud of Jaden for not. I'm proud he of Jaden for of not it. getting involved. He does get involved later, however, which will mention in two seconds because so charlie letty gets tossed he gets five he gets a five minute major and a game misconduct northeastern gets a five minute power play five minute power play does not look great we do however get jack williams gets a goal Vinny borghese is in the box for 10 minutes alongside uh christian o'neill they both get 10 minutes game uh 10 minute misconducts and then it all kind of devolves we get to the third period also, that five minute wasn't really a full five because Yakov. Oh yeah, Yakov Yakov Novak immediately took a penalty like a minute and a half in, and it kind of just <coughs> destroyed all yeah, of it. it yeah, it was great. It was such a fun. It was such a fun game, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. So then we go to the third period. BC jumps out to a three-two lead because of a Warren Marshall, Marshall Warren goal. Sorry, I read it as it's written on my computer screen. Um, Gunnar Wolfontaine did have a beautiful goal in the last 25 seconds of the second period after a feed from Jack Williams. Beautiful. Um, but then Marshall Warren, who'd been looking to get his first goal this season, he'd been in front of the net all night. He just puts one in the back of Devin Levi's net. 3-2 BC. Ten seconds later, I believe Cam Lund comes back the other way, rifles a shot past um, Mitch Benson, the goaltender for the Eagles. It gets waved off for high sticking. Against Fontaine. Not fun. Um, so Northeastern pulls Levi with about a minute and a half left. They try to get something going. And then time runs out, and it just becomes chaos. Aiden McDonough and Trevor Kuntar start going at... Trevor Kuntar starts yelling at Aiden McDonough. Aiden McDonough swings and hits Trevor Kuntar in the face. Like, clocks him. Drops him to the ice. And then Jaden Struble. Jaden Struble is then surrounded by five Eagles players as he is trying to fight all of them. <laughs> like, oh, he can too. Literally needed. So then Aiden, who had knocked Trevor Kuntar to the ice, gets up or turns around, has to go get Jaden to get him out of there. Marshall Warren is pulling Nikita Nestorenko away and throwing him against the glass to yell at him to stop. And then. Cam Lund is getting in there. Justin Ritzkovian has to be held back by Aiden McDonough because he's drawing at the Eagles. Gunnar Wolfontaine is just kind of standing there. I don't know what his thought process was, but he was just like, yeah, I don't... No thoughts. Gu- nah, no thoughts. Gunnar was like, I'm not going to be he's an like, idiot I'm not doing get this. suspended. So then Kate Alamy, the defender for BC and Jaden Struble, both get disqualified at the end of the game, which is an automatic game... Suspe- is an automatic one-game suspension. Both of them, uh, Kate Alamy served his... 
Tuesday night against Lowell, and then Jaden served his last night against BU. So both players were not in their li- respective lineups. Aiden McDonough also gets a one-game suspension after he- for his clocking of Trevor Kuntar. Um, Jerry Keefe, I've never seen him that angry, um, was screaming at the officials. They didn't even do a handshake line because, like, they had to be... They didn't do a handshake line both nights. Yeah, because... The, the officials the no, did because a Cam, terrible job. The Northeastern team was celebrating too hard. Yeah, I did. Did see you see Cam like did, skated over? Yeah, to, to like celebrate in front, in front of the bench, and the rest were like, "No, no, 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 no! You yeah. have to move." They always do. Though. So, Aiden McDonough gets a suspension. James Dribble gets a suspension. Kate Allen gets a suspension. Trevor Kuntar gets a suspension, which people were a little unsure of why he got a suspension. I don't. Because he threw Trevor a punch. Kuntar? You deserve Trevor Kunter. That's what I said, you know? Elbow punch, same thing. No, because he's been doesn't matter in 10 days. Yeah, yeah, he started screaming, he started screaming at Aiden. He started screaming at Aiden. He then, he tried to throw an elbow hit at one point, and then the puck ends up in the corner, game over. He did steal Aiden's stick out of his hand and threw it in the corner, which I thought was pretty funny when I rewatched it. Um, So, yeah, good for Boston College to get back in the win column. They've been struggling a lot this season, but Northeastern just played terrible hockey all weekend. So they go out to Alston last night to Aganis Arena against Boston University, their biggest rival, I would say. I don't think that's a. I think I think BU is our biggest rival. Yes, especially but, after Beanpot. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. BU beats Northeastern one nothing in the Beanpot. Aiden McDonough last year had scored the overtime winner at Aganis. Then they came back to Matthews. It was a one one shootout game that Northeastern ended up winning. Um, then they go out to BU. No Jaden Struble. No Aiden McDonough. Liam Walsh, Tyler Spott, and Michael Outson are all still injured. Um, so we're play- So the Huskies are playing with a very la- a very undermanned forward group. And Tyler Spott's also out. I, I said Tyler Spott. Yeah, I, I said Tyler Spott. Don't, don't worry. I, don't worry. I got Tyler Spott. I'm not going to forget Tyler Spott. Um, <laughs> um, so... Without without their <laughs> without their captain we without their assistant spot. captain, Northeastern opted to put A's on Justin Ritzkobian and Gunnar Will Fontaine. Yeah. Um. It was great to see. I thought it was a very nice. Touch. Question. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Where was Jack Williams in the lineup? Jack Williams was playing second line second right line. wing, second line left wing. So they bumped him off center. Who played bump- center? Jack Hughes, who made oh, his return, back. yeah, oh, he's back. Jack Hughes he made back. his return to the okay. lineup uh, after missing three games due to an injury. Um, so he was oh, playing boy. second line center. Looked amazing. He didn't look like he missed any step at all. He was forechecking. He tried to generate some shots. He didn't get anything on net. Um, he was more staying out by the faceoff circle. But Devin Levi just oh, in net shut down everything that he was ta- that everything that was coming at him. He gets his thirteenth. Career shutout in the NCAA, his third of the season. Highest save total for a shutout he's had so far. 41 saves. Um, he never has given up a goal to Gannis. That's That's absurd. a fun, fun little stat there. Um, and Northeastern... Wasn't... Wait. BU hadn't lost a game at since home? they... At, at home, home since we had... Oh, in regulation? Yeah, in regulation okay. in over a year. Late October was the last time. Yeah, well, Devin Levi said... So... Uh, I'll, I'll finish that. And... Anyways. So I mentioned Cam Lund. We mentioned Cam Lund. Who do we think scored to make it a one nothing game? Lund. Cam Lund. Long shift. 
skates the puck into the offensive zone from his own defensive zone and just fires quite possibly one of the hardest shots I've seen from a Northeastern Husky this season past Drew Camasso into the back of the net. Beautiful shot, beautiful goal. Again, just Cam Lund. Now, he'd been quiet for a lot of this season so far, and then now he has four goals in three games. Should have had five, but whatever. Um, oh, come on. It was a high stick. Shh. You're not fitting the narrative, Zachary. I think taking him off the top line seems to have done good for him. Maybe it was a little bit stressful and or something. You want to hear something else? I think it was. Sam Colangelo took well. a shot on the power play, guys. Wow. From where? From right in front of Camasso. <laughs> From where? From, like, dead set in front of Camasso. Oh. But he yeah, took a yeah. shot on the power play, which well, we hadn't seen a lot of. No, I'm happy he shot from the middle of the ice. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad, he, I'm more happy I'm glad he shot, to be honest with you. Nah, he shoots. He just shoots from, like, out wide. I'm, I'm happy he shot from in anyway, the middle. Anyway, so gotta, Cam gotta Lund scores the game winner. Braden Doyle, the former BU Terrier, gets the assist on the play, and then yeah. with an empty net, uh, Jay Pandolfo opted to pull Drew Camasso with about two minutes left. Puck comes down. It looks like Jack Will- uh, Jack Hughes is going to get an empty netter, and then Jack Williams is offside. That was so disappointing. <laughs> it was so stupid. How are you offside on an empty netter? I could not tell you. They were going. They were setting up a rush the other way, wide open net for Hughes. Man, you get offside. to the red line, you just fling that thing. Riley Hughes go also got zone. tripped up towards the end of the second period as they had another breakaway opportunity on Drew Camasso, and like. He was about to get the puck, and then he trips, and he's like in the back of the net, and then he's in the back of the zone. And it was so it was breakaways last night for the Huskies. Aside from the Cam Lund one, were not kind to them. Um, but Ritzkovian is able to bury it with forty five point one seconds left, and or forty five point three. I don't know um, from Colangelo and Fontaine. So uh, I believe Colan- I believe that was the top line last night without Aiden. Yes, um, able to bury the. What? Chupani was on the. Chupani. Never mind. Matt Chupani was, was the first line. Matt Chupani was playing first line, right wing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm like honestly. Zach is the biggest Matt Chupani fan I think I've ever seen. I think he's seen. the most it's underrated so player on this team, in my opinion. Okay. Like, I feel like Chup- no, no. Like I'm. That's a very serious. interesting take. I, I would like to say. Who would you say is underrated? Hunter McDonald. Team? Hunter McDonald. Hunter okay. McDonald had one of the I'm best games the I've ever seen. Hunter McDonald had a Hunter, very good game. Hunter McDonald. Hunter McDonald. Hunter McDonald and Jackson Dorrington had some of the best well, defensive Hunter games Mc- I think I've seen from a Husky. The reason I say Hunter McDonald is Hunter McDonald literally I thought was going to get laid out because his knee got smashed. Mac yeah. with a puck. I was like, oh my god, please no. Hang on. He, May he I say why I think McDonald's yes, fairly sorry, rated? Sorry, NHL sorry. draft pick by the Flyers and... He just got verified on Instagram. Oh, damn. <laughs> 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 Alright, there's reason number two. I don't even need to say anything else. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, Chapania just plays really well, I think, off the puck, if that makes sense. Like, when he doesn't have the puck, I like the way he plays. Yeah, he like, was he in was, space, and I think it's something that has allowed him and that when he was with like kind of that fourth line group in the beginning of the year for them to be so effective against teams is that they were able to like kind of know where each other were gonna be without the puck, and I think that's like one of Chupani's biggest assets and Chupani. why I think he probably got first line minutes. Um, and the fact he back checks like a menace. So. Northeastern was able to stay out of the box a lot more last night than we saw against BC last weekend. Four penalties assessed. Ritzkovian had a weird one in where he 
also he had a holding call that he also got taken down on by the terrier that he took I down felt really bad and then I thought that it was on the bu no i thought it was then, we said on the broadcast yeah, it's on bu it because they like it was because they whistled yes. it dead when the terriers touched the puck and then suddenly ritzkovian's going and mike and i are standing there like what happened we i th- the terriers touched the puck and that's what blew the whistle so i don't know what happened there but ritzkovian goes for holding they were able to kill off all four penalties that they were assessed last night which i thought was great they only gave up five shots in total um on the power play and what defenders did he roll on the penalty kill um bushler was up there mcdonald and dorrington got a lot of time there mm-hmm. borghese yeah. got a lot of time i like that McDonald, i didn't see Dorrington god Dad at all on the penalty kill and i didn't no. see doyle much on the penalty kill if at all no, james davenport didn't McDonald play and borghese and bushler um, so they Anthony like Missouri got a couple shifts to start. So did Alex Mella. Alex Mella threw a hard hit in the neutral zone, yeah, which Mella. was crazy. Go Mella. Mella verse. Please <laughs> get off my show. You're welcome, Colin. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was overall a very solid performance for the Huskies. I'm astounded they won 2 nothing. I'm astounded they won point blank, period. Mm-hmm. I looked after the game and I was like after the holy cross game and i was like there is no way in heck we are winning this right oh now. and then they did it was yep. great um Wilmer scoop did attempt the michigan that did? my did. life flashed before my eyes wait 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 I... did it get like wait what happened I need, the puck I need slid a, off a stick okay. it would have gone in it, it would have oh no, no it would have gone in yeah. oh my god I, no it was it, it was close. we got very I lucky i had money on a scoop in michigan we, against us. so i was talking to mike about this during an intermission report um Skuhug in the first period did a wraparound attempt, and I was thinking to myself, wow, this guy's hands are insane. Like, he's able to keep the puck on his stick so Who's well. Who's draft rights to, man? Um, right? I don't know if he is. Skuhug doesn't have it's draft rights? It's in my backpack. Rights? Hold on. He's um, so fun to watch, No, no though. one drafted him. He is an undrafted free agent. And he's 23. Wow. I mean, he's... Question mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. Lundy and He came out of the NAHL. Um, he played for okay. Maryland. Um... I mean, he's been but all yeah. right. So then, like, so then, collegially. so yeah, I'm yeah, like no, thinking fit, to myself, well, wow. I'm saying to I, last year, no, last year he was really good. I'm saying before that, that's my point. So yeah, he, still. so he does the wraparound attempt. I know he's scored the Michigan, and then all of a sudden he's behind the back of the net. And a lot of the shots that we'd seen from BU in the first period were coming from the faceoff circles. But then suddenly, Skoog has the puck on his stick, and he's wrapping it around, and I'm standing in the press box going, oh, dear God. <laughs> My, like, it was so... I was Skoog like, how do I even Skoog react things. to this on the broadcast? Because my brain was short-circuiting. Like, <laughs> So, um, luckily for the Huskies, they get out of there without having a Skoog Michigan. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he tries to hit it again. I wouldn't be surprised if a Husky tries to hit it. Cam Lund? No, no, it's Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes. It's Jack Hughes. Okay. It's Jack Hughes has tried it. Wait, who I did mean, he I the think Lund could do it, it too. And then on the live stream, you can see Jaden Sturba laughing at him. <laughs> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah. I forgot that he tried to add the bean pot. Yeah. He was so... Oh my god. Um... Damn. So yeah, it was a really solid performance from Northeastern. They're gonna play VU again tonight. Um... Jan Struble and Eddie McDonough will be back in the lineup, which is a really great relief for uh, Jerry Keefe and his staff. It was great to see Jack Hughes back in the lineup as well. So they're getting some bodies back. I'm interested to see when we get Liam Walsh back in this lineup. Jack and Michael Outson definitely back on that fourth line would be a great addition as well. Um, does anyone have any expectations that they're looking forward to from tonight and then also a score prediction? Jack you know Hughes. what? I'm actually a little worried. Because oh, no, I'm terrified. No, because our our 
men's team has the tendency to play really hard when they know they're down. Right? Yeah. Like when yeah. when Levi went to the Olympics, all of a sudden our defense was crazy because they couldn't relax. <laughs> Except when right? they played BC at well, home. Okay. Also, there was like last that fall. That game, I don't want to talk about that when, game. Like, they came in the but, forwards were out. Right. Oh, yeah. That was, was just like, so f- now that they have back. Aiden and Jaden back, like, I'm worried that they're going to like good replacement. Yeah. Shrink. Yeah, I'm also worried about that. I'm also worried how they're going to come back to Matthews because they have this 2 nothing win. Yeah. Um, but you need to take – you need to either force overtime tonight to get a point against BU or you need to take 6 of 6. Yep. Because Northeastern is in free fall. <laughs> Not as bad as UMass, which we will talk about, but – Oh, God. Um, any score predictions from tonight? I think Devin Levi is going to have another really solid game. I would hope that they get some shots off his net instead of 41. Um I don't think it'll be a shutout tonight. No, it definitely will not be I a think shutout. it's going to be 2-1 either way. Okay. My prediction for yesterday's game, pregame, was 10-1 BU, so I think I really <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, Mike and I were like, oh, so when this game is, they're up by a dozen in the second intermission, we're going to do an Alaska Fairbanks reaction. And then Mike was like, so I think it's going to be a close game. Should we do Alaska Fairbanks now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions? 3-2. I think Jack Hughes is going to get one. Um, I okay. got faith in him. I think okay. it's going to be that kind of come. I mean, he did come back last night, but like that game, <laughs> if you know what I mean for him, like that, I'm back and score. Um, I think Hunter McDonald gets a goal. Ooh. I think it'd be fun. Interesting. I would like a Hunter McDonald goal. I think they're going to get him one on that. Were they running that like uh, set playoff, the face-off draw on the left dot? I don't know if anybody was even looking um, for I that. think they tried it, but I don't think he was on the ice when they did. Okay. They've also played a really weird power play unit that I will tell you about because we only oh. have five minutes left, and I want to talk about hockey East real quick. So. Okay. Yeah, no, I think McDonald, if McDonald gets one, I think it's going to be off that set play because he has a cannon for a one-timer. So. I think it's a 3-1 game. I don't really know who's going to win. My heart is saying BU, so I say 3-1 BU. Um, Julia, do you have a final score? Mm. 10-1. <laughs> no. 12 nothing. Well, I think it'll be close, and I think it'll be chippy. Not nearly as aggressive as BC, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about a score. Cool. You gotta guess one. No, just oh, come shoot. on. All right. Shoot. You have to like shoot. It, I think... Shoot. No, I think that, like, 3-2-3-1 three, three, is... Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Hockey East, overall, Merrimack on Thursday had a 3-0 win against Sacred Heart. Uh, Merrimack has just been outstanding over the last few weeks. They've been inc- – they swept BC. I believe they also swept – I don't know if they swept last week, but they played really well last week. And then Friday night – Ben North- Brar goal. Ben Brar, your favorite. <laughs> uh, Providence beats UVM 4 nothing. not a surprise. Lowell, after losing to Boston College on Tuesday <laughs> – Beats UConn at home three to two, which is insane. The fact that they beat UConn because UConn, beat UConn, Lowell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Actually, honestly, UConn. No, I, I, Luke Lowell has been good this season. UConn though has just been. What was the? Sh- you got the shot count by any chance? Um, I'm trying to pull it up. Shots were. It went to overtime, so Lowell oh. won in overtime. It was thirty-six to thirty-two in favor of UConn. I'm s- okay. Wow. Including you five including five. five in overtime and Lowell scored on the first shot Lowell that they had in offense. Carl Berglund, the overtime hero, 
scored his second goal of the game. Who's in that? Um, Gregals and Turnes. Um, so great win for Lowell, great win for Providence, but UMass Amherst got demolished last weekend by BU. They lost seven to two on Friday. They lost five to one on Saturday. Gets back in the win column with a four two win over UNH. Kind of surprised that the score was only four to two against New Hampshire. Um, but this is a Amherst team that was like fifth in the USCHO poll. UMass is eighth. Three weeks ago. Okay, look at how many games they've played. Yeah, they haven't played that. They played like six. Okay, like it's it's crazy. Guy who broke his leg. Like I feel like we. Yeah, what the heck? But also, they were the team that swept Denver earlier this year. Yeah, like what is going on? Wait, who broke their leg? Because depending on who broke their leg, that is a very could be a very big loss. Um, He was a second line defender. I don't remember. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. No. We can find it after. Thinking of. UMass relies heavily, or did rely heavily, if it is who I'm thinking of, on two Guys. of their defenders for offense, because they were... It's not... It's not... No, okay. one of them's not new. One of them's old. I can find it for you in a minute. No, there's two. Um, there was two kids from last I would year. like to say, University of Maine is not the bottom team in Hockey East anymore. It is, in fact, New Hampshire, who has two points Predicted. in ten games. Um... Northeastern is back tied up in first with UConn after UConn's uh, OT loss last night. So how many games to how many games? Though? 11 for Northeastern, 10 for UConn. Okay, so really UConn's... U- UConn bad. has a game in hand, but they're relatively even. Um, yeah, so Amherst gets back in the win column. Good for them to get back winning. Um, today, let's see... Who is playing today? It's going to give me a second. We've got UMass Lowell and UConn at 3.35, which is... That's a weird time. time. What? Wait, three? 3.35 at XL, so maybe that's... Uh, Oh, because there's definitely a Wolfpack game tonight. Um, BU at Northeastern and Vermont Providence at Providence. Vermont. Uh, Can't wait for UConn to actually so normal So, I'm interested to see how these games shake up. Northeastern will go back out to... Well, head to Nashville as well next week, the men's team, to play Western Michigan. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yay! Love Western Michigan. Wait. Just don't say those words. Anyway. Let's get score prediction for that. Um, quick. We have 30 seconds, yeah, so quickly, what is your Western Michigan score? And then I will do a little plug, and uh, we can go. 1-0 Northeastern. I was going to say 2-1 Northeastern. I was also going to say 2-1 Northeastern. Say but I think overtime. What about? I think that would take me out, personally. Oh, I think that would knock yeah. me on my yeah, and then behind. Anyway. Stop. Don't say so, that. So, thank you so much for listening to Hockey East this week. If you would like to listen to coverage of the Northeastern women's basketball team, they are playing UNH on WRV Sports Plus with Mike Cousingara and Jordan Walsh right now. Justin Diamond. And Peyton Doyle have coverage of men's basketball against Syracuse, also on WRB Sports Plus at 5 o'clock. We will be back. Zach and I will be at Holy Cross tonight at 7.30 on WRB Sports Plus. And you can tune in tonight for the Northeastern men's team taking on Boston University at home with Mike Puzingara and Maddie Wasserman at 7 p.m. here on WRB 104.9 FM. Thank you so much for listening to Hockey East this week. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. For Julia Yohi, Zach Lyons, and Kayla Shaw, my name has been Emma Sullivan. You've been listening to WRB 104.9 FM, your home for Husky sports. Listen for some music now, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.